Stampy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have everybody out here again. And uh, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, the hottest team in the Horizon League right now, Camp. All right. Are you going to shut that music off or what? Oh, that's uh, that's Greg Hessen back in the studio. Here, I'll do it for you right now. How about this? In my there ears. Yeah, I can't hear. I'm getting old, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're the hottest team. I'm Milwaukee might might be that, although we beat them, didn't we? So, yeah. I'm just we'll going say. by the math. Okay. <laughs> that, that's uh, it. Let's just say that we're, we're becoming the team that we all hoped that we could be. Uh, it's early, in the, it's early, but... I, I like what's going on. I think everybody in this room, many of these people are here every Monday. I've heard me say all year, despite even after the eighth loss in a row, uh, you know, there was always hope and there was always a belief that we have a chance to be a really good team. And I don't – I wouldn't think that there will be another Horizon League team go to Northern Kentucky and Wright State this year and win both games. I, I, I just don't think you'll see that. So I think that it's in itself sets us apart. Uh, gives us a jump on a, a lot of teams in the league. Um, like we talked about last week, nine of the 11 teams have lost at home now that we beat Northern Kentucky. Only Milwaukee and Oakland have not lost at home. And if we can keep that, you know, that we're the, you know, that we win all our home games, we're going to, just from where we're at right now, I think we could get into the top four for sure. And obviously at this point, we want to get higher than the top four, but it's a must that you get in the top four. Uh, again, happy to have everybody want to get involved with the show. You can go to Twitter, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those in the third segment of the show. Brody Parker will be in the house here tonight as well, the pride of Troy High School. And uh, it's like on cue. I, I sensed it. Did you it. know he was watching? I, no, I sensed it, Cam. Come on. No, I, I did for he real. He sent you a text saying, I'm coming around the corner. <laughs> no, he, he did not, as he <laughs> just walked in the building, though. So we will uh, <laughs> we will talk to him coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes. And, uh, Camp, I, I got a confession, too, with Brody. Um, I think he's the first player that has come through Oakland that has the same hairstyle as one of my sons. So that was a pretty sobering moment, you know, for me. That tells me I've been here a long time. Man. You let your kid wear your hair like his yeah. hair like that? Brody, we'll, we'll talk about that, okay? We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit, but a big couple wins for the Golden Grizzlies, as Coach Campy was talking about. Big win at Northern Kentucky, 64-63. Big, big win yesterday at Wright State, 75-73. And, uh, camp that was, that was pretty fun that's fun for us not fun for you i'm sure no i i i'll tell you this this team's a little bit different um you know i think when you start the way we started and and you know what we've gone through that uh you just have a little different pace about yourself as you go into these games um you know i i had a lot of confidence in them i i <clears throat> felt saturday we were going to win it there was no point at any time from the from or Sunday, I guess the game was from the from Friday night after we won there. There was no doubt in my mind that we were going to win on Sunday, and I think the team felt that way too. And when when it came crunch time, I, I, there was just a sense of calmness about us. And you know, Rocket hit the same <coughs> the same shot, <coughs> excuse me, that he had at Bowling Green that he missed that would have tied the Bowling Green game with two seconds to go. 
and more importantly, Jalen, who had single-handedly won the Northern Kentucky game offensively uh, in the last minute. We were down seven with a minute 33 to go. I don't think there's a lot of times you win when you're down seven with a minute 33 to go, and Jalen scored nine points. Um, the only point we gave up uh, was the phantom flop call. And, you know, that's the only point we gave up in the last minute and 22 seconds. Rocket really did an unbelievable job of one-on-one -on -one defense. Even though we were in our zone, he attached himself to Warwick, who, you know, many people think is a candidate for the player of the year in our league. And Rocket did an unbelievable job on him. We got the rebounds. Um, we got that uh, call against us on the flop, which could have, you know, lost, ended the game, and it didn't. We, we held our composure in that. And then at the end of the Wright State game, we got to stop, and there was a call that went against us that I'm still trying to figure out what it was. Um, but we held our composure, and we came down, and, you know, that time they did score off after the foul on Conway. They took it out of bounds, and they did score to go up one, and we came down and made a shot. And the thing that I liked the most about the way those games ended at Northern Kentucky, we got two stops, right? Uh, Trey blocked the ball out of bounds with what I thought was .4, and then they put it back to 1.2 or something. And so we got another stop on the inbounds play. And, you know, in, inbounds plays are designed to score quick. And so that's not – there's a lot of times as a coach that if you have the ball underneath in that situation, you're feeling pretty good about yourself because you have a, a litany of plays that you run that can score quick. And so do they, and we guarded it. You know, and, and I give, I'll give Tony Jones some credit on that. He had the scout for that game, and we spent a lot of time on their, on their baseline out-of-bounds plays, way more than we normally do. And we did because we had a lot of time to prep for them. Um, and sure enough, you know, we took the play away. Their kid made a very nice adjustment in the out-of-bounds play and got a shot off, but it wasn't a very good one. So we got two stops there, and then against Wright State, they had 12 seconds to score, and we got a stop. And uh, getting stops to win are a lot better than making shots to win. It just, you know, it makes you feel better about your team when you do that. So I was really pleased that, that we were able to keep our composure. I was really pleased that when things didn't go well for us on the road, that's happened numerous times this year, and we've fallen apart. And we had not won a road game. That was Friday night was our first road win of the year. And to do it in that fashion where, you know, we came back, we stole the game from them. And they had to go in their locker room afterwards and go, what just happened? You know, and, and the way our season ended last year with, you know, two or three games like that, that we were the team that went in the locker room and said what just happened. Uh, you know, I felt really good about it, and I think that looks good for the future for our season. You know, I like best about Friday night camp was when Northern Kentucky got their shot off at the buzzer for the first time that I can remember, I knew it wasn't going in like from the second it left his hand. And that was a nice feeling, Cam. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? I'm glad you felt that way. I thought it was going to bank in or something. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> for, Drew, from my little angle to the side there, you could see it was going to be wide yeah. left. So Drew McDonald was doing the game on, on TV, and he, their announcer sit right next to our bench. So after the kid missed it, I looked over at him. I said, you would have made that. And he goes, damn right I would have. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I know I've got, I still have nightmares. Man. I know you would. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just 
you know, we hadn't won there since Kendrick Nunn played for us, and we hadn't won at Wright State since okay. uh, Kay Felder played for us. So, you know, that's been a while, and uh, it just feels good to do that. And I've taken some really good teams. I mean, we won the league uh, the year after Kay left. We won, finished first, and we didn't win at Wright State. Um, so that's a good win for us. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, certainly Sunday as well. And, Camp, you know, the most impressive thing, and people remember Rocket Shot, and rightfully so, that was, that was a great moment and everything like that. But the, the thing that I walked away out of the Nutter Center uh, when we were getting on the bus, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, Amari Davis and Trey Calvin, we held them to 9 of 26 from the floor. And what would you say the number was, 11 points in the last eight minutes or last ten minutes of the game that, yeah. that they scored? That does not happen to that team in that building doesn't happen ask Detroit you know yeah. they they saw them have an offensive explosion to in that basketball game you don't you don't see numbers like that from those guys well and, and a lot of it was how we set our defense and you know before we went air we were talking in the sh at the show here about how easily their big scored against us and my comment was yeah we didn't you know we could have taken that away but if we did we were going to allow you know Calvin and and uh, Davis and Finky to go, and we didn't. But to win the game, we felt we had to control Trey Calvin, and uh, we really did. We did a great job on him, and he made two transition threes to start the game, and that was pretty much it. Uh, so you know, I started to say something. I got off subject. One of the things that I thought at the end of that game that was really important was Jay. Uh, Jalen had scored the last nine points at Northern Kentucky and it single-handedly, I started to say, you know, offensively won that game, and he did. And so now uh, two days later, we're in the exact same position for us to win a game. You know, we had the score. I, again, I didn't call timeout. I put it in his hands. And instead of shooting a uh, contested, you know, they, they swarmed to him when he got in the paint. And we've seen Jalen over three years many a times throw some, you know, crappy shot up. And at that time, they're not going to call foul. And, and, you know, then you look at him and he puts his hands in the air and looks at the referee. You know, I mean, we've seen that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, that's and, true. And if he was sitting here right now, he, he'd be laughing about that, maybe. Um, I, I don't I don't. Or he might that. be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> More likely, he'd probably be mad at me for saying it. But, right. But the, the bottom line is, is he got in there and – we had Rocket in the corner that he saw and gave and delivered the ball. And he had the faith and belief in Ro Rocket. And just go back to the Bowling Green game, he delivered it to Rocket and Rocket missed. So that the belief that they have in each other, um, and there's so much to that. There's so much to that. And uh, great teams, championship teams have that. And, and right now, I can feel that. You know, we've got a long way to go, a lot of games to play. But there's a feeling there of, of, you know, trusting each other. And, you know, we get a lot of I yell at them, and I get a lot from this team of, no, that was my fault. I'm yelling at somebody, and somebody else will step in. Even if it wasn't, they'll step in. And it's just a good group of kids that I think they're really focused on accomplishing something this year. And, and winning like that there it goes a long way to it. But I just think that play by JMO uh, shows you what – our team's about because he really could have forced up a shot and begged for a foul and and uh you know we were only down one so a foul would have been good in that situation right 
Right. And and I'm sure that was on his mind, but he saw a wide open Rocket, believed in him, gave it to him, and Rocket answered it. Uh, and and of course, too, Rocket shot get gets a lot of run and everything like that. But the thing I walked away very very impressed with from the weekend camp, and you described that play. Warwick had the basketball for NKU, and you know all eyes are on them, and and, and Rocket's got that look in his eye, and we we saw that defending Amani Bates against Eastern as well. The, the the bigger the moment for him defensively, it seems like he he goes to another level defensively. You know, Tom Izzo told me that he was their best defender. And I was finding that really hard to believe when Rocket first got here. And, again, we're playing zone and they played man. But once he figured it out and once the challenges of the games came, I can see that. I can see – I mean, he, he wrapped Warwick up. Yes. I mean, he, he wrapped him up. I mean, that Warwick had no looks, none, for the last three minutes of that game. Um, so that that's really good. You know, um, again, I – I think one of the big things that, as fans, that if you look at our team over the last four games, one of the things that's amazing is that we've, we've had five guys in double figures in three of those four games and four guys in the other one. And it's usually a guy off the bench. Chris Conway's been in double figures two or three of those games, right? And, uh, you know, Blake was coming off the bench and getting in double figures now that he's back in the starting lineup. We've had, and in league play, we have five guys averaging in double figures, and that's not, you know, the Greg Campy teams over the years, usually we have a guy averaging 20-something, right? And then a couple guys at 16 and 14, and then three guys at eight. And, you know, role-type guys. But with this team, there is really no, it's, it's we get out and play, and, and we see who's really got the best matchup in scoring, and then we try and get them the ball. Obviously, we want Trey to get the ball. We want to score from the basket out. And uh, we're not a great three-point shooting team. I thought we were going to be. The numbers show we're not. Uh, we talk about that as a team, that, you know, you've got to keep your belief in it, but you've got to understand the numbers are the numbers, and let's play from the rim out. Let's shoot those threes after we get a rebound or we get penetration. And then I don't know, as a fans, if you can tell, we've really changed our offense. We're not going to get a lot of assists. It's all spread the floor and drive it because that's what we're good at. And that's why the numbers are so even. That's why, you know, we got, I think the other night we had uh, 20, 16, 14, 10, 10, right, or something like that. Um, because everybody's got the opportunity to score off the bounce and, and Blake Lampman was the only guy out there that you would guess that couldn't, and he's becoming a guy that can score off the bounce. He's, he's done it now consistently over five, six games, and, and he's feeling comfortable with it. And remember, Blake's usually going to have the worst defender on him because if you're a bad de defender, the one thing you probably can do is stay close to somebody. You know, right. if you're a bad defender, it usually means you can't guard a dribbler or you're not athletic or quick enough. But you can surely get in a hip pocket and run with Blake. Just run with somebody. Run, right. run with an offensive player who's just a catch-and-shoot guy. And all through my <clears> years <throat> when I've had a guy that has to be on the floor that might, like uh, Travis Bader was not the greatest defender in the history of the game, but he could run with someone and take. So you would match him up with that. So that's usually the guy Blake's got. So if he can put it on the ground, it's usually a weaker defender that he can get to the rim on. And, and he's starting to understand that and take advantage of it. Uh, Blake, too, you look across his stat sheets all the time now as well. 
it's always three to four rebounds, always three assists. There's a couple steals in there. He, you know, he was he was playing you know, the defensive secondary a couple times against Wright State. He picked some passes off. You know, Deion Sanders was on the TV. He was stepping back and uh, picking some passes off at Wright State. Yeah, what Blake what Blake does that I see and that the reason he plays so many minutes is not what I think Joe Average sees. Everybody views him, and I think other coaches in our league and the scouting reports, they pigeonhole him to shooter, right? Right. Shooter. And not great athlete, not this, not that. Shooter. Chase him, be in his hip pocket, that kind of stuff. Blake's so much more for us. He's one of our smartest players, and in our zone, intelligence is a big piece of the zone. One of the reasons we weren't very good in the zone early in the year is because we weren't we didn't understand that we weren't playing intelligently in it. We were, you know, we were playing like robots in it, and you can't do that in that zone. You know, I, I think that uh, he is there. He's intelligent. He plays his butt off. He, you know, he, he's on the floor for many, many reasons, and when he's making shots, he, he, that's when everybody's looking at him go, wow, look at that. And, but when he's not making shots, he's out there because of all the other things he does. All right, we will do this. We'll take our first break, and when we come back, I'll be joined by Brody Parker here of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. We'll be back with more of the Greg Campy Show. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back to RJ's Pub here in the Greg and Campy Show. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies and the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more information, visit henryford.com backslash 
athletes. And right now, as promised, we are joined by, I call him, I call him the pride of Troy High School, three-time All-Stater in high school. He is Brody Parker. Brody, what's going on, man? Thank you, uh, thank you for coming out tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this. So okay. this is a first for me, so I'm excited. Oh yeah. Yes, okay. sir. All right. You, uh, what is your major, Brody? You, do you think um, about journalism or anything like that? Or? I'm uh, majoring in business management right now, so that's the route I'm going. Okay, gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. Uh, but yeah, man, did did want to chop it up with you, and you know, it's just one of those things, Brody. For me, and and you heard me talk about this with Coach Campy. You're one of the very first players that has the same hairstyle as my son. My son's, <laughs> my son's a sophomore in high school, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's not that far. Yeah. It's not that far off. So uh, I'm just – I'm getting old, man. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself, <laughs> man. Don't don't get old. All yeah. Right? I'm, I'm living out the glory days right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Brody, it, it, as far as it goes, I mean, just talk about it. And, and your story a bit unique, certainly, for this season as well because, you know – you you came off redshirt mm -hmm. at Syracuse originally. You know what's going on right now was not the original plan for you, was it? No, actually, um, coming into the season, I was planning on redshirting just because um, we have a great point guard here, Jalen Moore. He does his job very well, and it's just a um, just thought we needed a little bit more time to develop and uh, get some stuff down that I needed to do. But um, duty called, and um, they needed me to step up and play. And, I was eager to do it because um, just like the type of person I am, I'm all for the team, and I just want to see the team success. So whatever they needed me to do, I was ready for. Because in today's day and age, right, you know, eligibility and years and things like that, like that's your career, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so I think it does say a lot about you personally because you, you didn't bat an eye, right? Like, yeah, like, all right, let's all. Roll. Yeah, I was ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready to go. Um, with the uh, eligibility thing, um, especially with COVID, I was the first person. I was like the first class to um, come in after all the freshmen got an extra year for COVID. So um, I I'm kind of behind um, on all that. But I thought the redshirt year was gonna um, kind of catch me up with my own class. But um, nonetheless, I was excited to play because obviously I want to be on the court and be out there to help my team. So I was really okay with it. Yeah, and speaking of that, so you, you hop off red shirt and your first game is uh, is at the Carrier Dome. Yeah, uh, it was at the Carrier Dome. Crazy experience, um, especially for the, me not to be playing in any games at all, just being a um, supporter from the bench to finally be out there against Syracuse. It was a pretty cool experience for sure. D does that blow your mind the same way it still it's still even to this day? You know, over ten years in this in this business, when we walk into places like that. Mm -hmm. like Syracuse or Kansas or Gonzaga, all, all the different places we go. Does it still – does that blow your mind every time you go in there? Like you see these places on TV, like they're not real. These are TV places, but here you are. <laughs> yeah, um, it's still a little new to me. It doesn't blow my mind because I have uh, been to a lot of, like, games to uh, just watch and spectate, so I've been in these arenas. But to finally be on the court and for people to be, like, the one watching me is pretty cool. Uh, Brody Parker here, our guest on the Greg Campy Show – live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. So, you know, give us your bra your background, Brody. You're a local guy, you know, out of Troy, so just a, a 10 or 15 minutes away mm -hmm. from the arena, depending on that rush hour traffic. Yep. But give us your backgr background, Brody. Um, really, um, I'm, I'm just a family guy, really. That's what I pride myself on, just um, loving to be around my family. Um, that's how I love to spend my time. That was kind of um, played a lot into why I came to Oakland because – um, I just wanted to be there with my family and see my brother uh, grow up and play basketball for um, Troy High School. So 
Um, I'm a big family guy. I love to watch movies and uh, watch TV shows, so those are a few things I like to do. And basketball is in, in your blood. Basketball is in my blood, yeah. Um, my dad is a coach as right. well, so he really kind of like – bred me into it really and from a from a young age we had little uh little tight hoops yeah. he was rebounding for hours for me just passing it back and forth so this is all I've really known since I was a little kid yeah and that that is, that is a great story what, what about that what about being the son of a coach Cause, yeah because it, it seems to me that there's some pressure attached to that like when you play you know you play you or when you play in high school or whatever mm-hmm. is there a lot of pressure when you're a coach's son um I wouldn't say a lot of pressure, but you do have a lot of um, expectations to fulfill, especially um, from your dad, not for just from other coaches, from cause from your dad because you come home from the court and he he's still the coach at home. So you come home, you're hearing about it still, like what happened on the court instead of <laughs> what actually, you know. So um, you just got to be tough for it, really. And my dad was always tough on me as a kid, but it paid off because playing for Coach Camp, you got to be tough too, so – he just really helped me with a lot of things in that perspective. I, I just I looked around the room when you said that, and there were there was a lot of you know not loud laughter, mm-hmm. but there, there there was a lot of laughs. What what about that? Be, being tough because you do. I mean, Coach Campy is demanding. I, I think that's a fair word to use that he's demanding. And when you go back through the annals of Oakland basketball and you go back and talk to the players that have come through there, they they say that though they say that kind of formed them mm-hmm. a little bit that that helped them be the best player that they could be what about what about being tough and playing for a demanding coach yeah um it's for sure um not for everybody like you have to be mentally tough to do it but um I think it only is beneficial to the players because this this basketball stuff is really our lives like this is what we do we pride ourselves in this so you really got to be mentally strong and just know that this is all for like a greater good really because you got to be tough to be in this business. It's just the reality of it. Speaking of that, though, Brody, then, then let's talk about a tough time then. You know, it wasn't too long ago, and Coach Campy talked about it, this side just got their first road win, you mm-hmm. know, and on, on this recent road trip. And yep. the, you know, you guys were 2-11, and 11, a very tough schedule certainly, but, you know, 2-11 and 11 was what you saw uh, on the screen. And, and Coach Campy talked about the belief in this team. I, I get that feeling of you, that they're just you. You have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. as well. Did, were you guys staggered for being honest? Were you, were you guys staggered for a minute, or, or were you all were you always uh, of the opinion that this was going to be the way it was going to go? Being completely honest, we always had belief. Yeah. We've been saying it from the start, all through the season. It never stopped. How we all believed in each other. I think getting a few wins has really like collectively brought us together more because we just realized like, okay, what we thought we can actually do. So um, these these um, past few games have been really. Uh, big for us because we've gotten closer as individuals and as a team so I think that's helped a lot but we really never gave up throughout the season we know what we're capable of and we just know that our team is built for bigger things you got a lot of confidence man we like, do I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm talking about even like you personally like the, the way you look the eye contact the mm-hmm. way you sound the way you speak everything like that you make me but be- you make me believe man like, yeah um these these words are 100 percent truthful I'm not really thinking about what I have to say I'm just talking like this is really how we feel, and we're just we're just excited for the future, and I'm excited for the future. Yeah, that gets me going, man. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it does, though. Um, you you were big time recruit, you know, a top ten recruit in the state of Michigan. Like yes, I sir. said, a, a three time All Stater as well. 
what's the biggest difference, Brody? You know, and, and people talk about, like, the speed of the game, but mm -hmm. you never really hear people talk about the size. I yeah. mean, when, when you see – when you were when you were playing for Troy High School and you're playing in big games and everything like that, you get to Division One and you're in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. Now the dude's seven foot with a seven foot four wingspan. Is mm -hmm. it, do, do people? It, I feel like the size is underrated. People always talk about the speed of the game, but they never talk about the size. Yeah, the, um, at the college level, there's just different athletes. Um, luckily for me, I played on a pretty solid AAU circuit, so I was pretty accustomed to seeing that type of size and length, but. When everybody out there is like that, it's a little bit different. But um, it's just something you learn through experience, really. Just you have to play against these type of people to learn how you can make a difference out there. Because at this size, it is definitely harder um, to make a difference out there. Um, you just got to find a way and just um, be smart about it, really. How are, how are you getting acclimated to it, Brody? Because as we said, you kind of you got thrown into the fire mm -hmm. uh, at Syracuse. Uh, when when the team was banged up and they, and they needed you out there, and now you know I, I saw on Sunday you you came out there. It seems as though the game has slowed down to some degree for you. Very confident looking jump shot that you knocked down sure. at Wright State, and I, I would imagine for you that felt good to see the ball go through the net because you know I, I've seen you in practice. I know that that you're capable. Of, I call them heaters. You're capable of going on a heater at any mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Um it's gotten a lot better since Syracuse. I'm just really just becoming more comfortable. Right. Day by day, I'm becoming more comfortable. I'm learning my role on the team, and I'm learning um, what I can do to make a difference on the floor. And everything's just really starting to slow down for me, really. I'm starting to play um, with more pace and just not get sped up. And a part of that is um, just being in the having the team, like learning the defense, so I'm not out there thinking too much or thinking the spots I need to go. It's kind of turned into instinct at this point, so – um, that's been really helpful. Uh, that certainly, that certainly is the key. Uh, not only basketball, but in life. You know, yeah, just, just sure. run off those. Yeah. Don't think a lot, bro. Yep. That's what. That's what I've learned. Exactly. Hey, man, I appreciate you uh, coming through here and chopping it up with you, man. Yep. Very confident. Very confident young man, and it's uh, it's good to get to know you a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank Absolutely. You. Give it up for Brody Parker, everybody. When we come back, it's Ask Campy time on Twitter. Send us a tweet with the hashtag Ask Campy. We will get through all of those. So speak now or forever hold your peace at least until next Monday. Anyway, we'll be back live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. It is the Greg Campy Show. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200 it's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great clips. It's going to be great. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. 
Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by RJ's Pub. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Happy to have everybody along with us. And the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency, LLC of Mimic Insurance. They cater to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, go online to pinoinsurance.com. Again, that's P-I-N-O, pinoinsurance.com today. Big thanks to Greg Hessen back in our Odyssey studios. And, Camp, it's about that time for uh, Ask Campy. You know, I, <coughs> 39 years ago, I signed up with Pino Insurance. And now 39 years later, they're sponsoring my show. I wonder if they've used the uh, re residuals of all my payments to pay for this. You and me both, because my wife's a teacher too, so we're, we're on the Mimic Insurance as right. well. So. Maybe, yeah, maybe you and I have it covered. That's yeah, that when you went to them, the, the, you said, well, since we paid for it, you guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just, you know, for me, it'd be like, hey, you know, on that uh, deductible, how about we slide that one through? Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, yeah. But that ain't going to happen. Can no. no. <laughs> what comes quicker, by the way, too, like that insurance, that insurance premium bill, that sh that the mail's never late for that somehow. That always gets to the mailbox all the time, or that email always gets to your inbox all have the you, time. Have you ever had a claim? Yes. It's amazing how much the bill goes up when you have a like a <laughs> small little claim. Well, I had a pipe burst once uh -huh. years ago. And so did we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we live in Michigan, right? Have, right. And you would think that the it's amazing the difference in your premium when. <laughs> When you, when you, like, right. ask so, for something. So, I mean, I think what you got to do is you got to say, no, let's see, this is going to cost three grand to fix. In the next 10 years, if I have them fix it, it's going to cost me 12 grand, right? So, you know what? I'm just going to fix this myself. You got you to gotta pull that Greg Campy show card, I think. Yeah. I, I, th I think that's what you have to do. And just <laughs> tell them, say, this is the most listened to show on this station right. at this time in the world. So, right. there you have that. But, no, it is time for the Ask Campy segment. Uh, Nick Lacido, our guy who's in the house here tonight, uh, says, Camp, two important conference games decided by a basket down to the wire. What are you telling the team in the huddle in both games, you know, on that, in that final possession, that final time they're on the bench? Well, in all honesty, what we really preach at that time is, you know, we've worked so hard, and if you want to win a championship, you've got to get stops. And we never talk about the offensive side of it. And that would never put anything in their minds or their brains or anything like that, other than if we're – like both nights, we didn't call timeout. When you have Jalen Moore, you don't call timeout, right? When you, when maybe you have uh, Travis Bader, you're going to call a timeout because you want to make sure that you set and demand the play to get him the shot, right? But when you've got Jalen Moore or Reggie Hamilton or Kay Felder, Jonathan Jones, you know, all the great point guards we've had, you don't call timeout. You let them play. 
Now, at, when you score is when you call your timeout because you want to verbally say to them, A, we've worked really hard. If you're going to win a championship, you've got to get a stop. B, you want to say to them, please check out. Let's not get beat on a rebound because we're not a really good rebounding team. And if you watch us, there are times during the game that it worked for us against Wright State that Rocket got a layup because by the time the ball batted around, he's already all the way down the floor, Runner, right? Yep. We're, you know, I might have yelled at him three minutes before that, please go rebound instead. I think I heard it. I think yeah, that was exactly what it was please, like. Please, please yeah. would you go in there and try and rebound. Um, if it's not too big of a bother, yeah, you know, yeah, I know. please go get right. us a rebound. But two <laughs> possessions later, he got a run-out layup. <laughs> and he looked at me, you know, like, see? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you want to remind him at that time of the game how important, you know, a lot of many, many games are lost on a putback. And so you've got to rebound. You've got to emphasis getting a body on somebody. So you want that in the timeout. You want to tell them what you, th I mean, as we prep for a game, we've seen what Wright State's going to do, you know, late in games. And late in games, uh, Trey Calvin's going to get the ball and he's just going to dribble around until he gets his shot. Similar to Jalen Moore, right? So we, we took him away at the, at the end and, and Amari Davis came down and shot the final shot. We checked out. We got the rebound. Keaton came up with the ball. And we had given up 16 offensive rebounds in that game. So they're one of the better rebounding teams. Uh, but we came out of the timeout and we, you know, you verbalize at that time stuff that you would think they know, but in the panic of that moment, they really don't. And you want to settle them down and get their mindset defensively. Again, it, with, with the ball not calling timeout is because you want to let your players play. And everybody knows me, has heard me say a million times, players make plays. And you, you're going to win and you're going to lose down the stretch on the plays of players. And that's why you got to have good players. And, you know, if you think about Oakland University, one thing we know for 16 straight years, we've had a first-team all-league player, which is on an unbelievable streak. I have no, I, I'm, I got to believe Gonzaga in their league has done the same thing, but I, there's no Big Ten team that can say that. There's no ACC team that can, you know, 16 straight years we've had a, a first-team all-league player, and in the last 13 years, in the last 12 years, we've had five players of the years. So we've had good players, and that's why we've won a lot of close games because players make plays uh, it, it's almost like uh, I was talking with Darren McCarty about this one time and he was talking about Sergey Fedorov and double shifting at the end of games when you're behind and stuff like that and he verbalized it like this and it made total sense you don't pull a Ferrari into the garage and park it you know you got to let the Ferrari be out on the road and, and go be a Ferrari you know what I'm yeah. saying when you have premium players you let them go make premium plays right yeah. and and you don't want the other team to be able to you know, set up, set up yep. some type of, you know, like our defensive timeout, Trey, Trey Calvin didn't get the basketball. You know, if, if we hadn't called timeout, he probably would have had the ball for the last shot. So you, you know, so we don't call timeout on offense very often because we don't want, you know, we take it out with, there was 18 seconds to go. If, if Jalen can't get the ball and, and somebody else has to bring it up and then we got a battle to get him the ball, all of a sudden you're down to seven seconds. You know, you just don't want that. So 
that's really the reason. I, I've had a lot of people text me afterwards and say, why didn't you call timeout? But more, more on uh, uh, Friday night than Sunday. You know, we're, we got the ball back, I think, with nine seconds to go, and within three seconds he got fouled on that shot. I, I mean, that was an amazing sequence, sequence of events. We're fouled on a three, made all three, get a stop, come down, make a three, and the foul on the first three came off an air ball three he shot. Right. You know, and, and we always bitch on the bench. Every time somebody shoots an air ball against us, they always get it back. Well, for once, we, we got it back on an air ball. And Br <laughs> I don't know how Brandon, their, their center, just dropped it out of bounds, too. It was weird. It was like, God, we're finally getting some breaks, you know. So it, it – it, I mean, you just think about that sequence. He makes all three threes. We get a stop. Rocket does a great job on – on Ward, we come down, um, he makes a three, and it was, I mean, it was like, how did he even shoot that, you know? I, right. mean, he was, I mean, if you look at it on film, it was like a horse shot, you know, <laughs> like he's out there by himself, you know, getting ready to shoot his last shot of the night before he goes in, and he just throws it up, and it went in. And then we get another stop, and then he comes down with, you know, five seconds left, and Got the defender in the air again. Yeah, and how that guy fouled him. I mean, I just can't believe that he fouled him. He made all three, and uh, we stole that one. That was an <laughs> unbelievable win. Yeah, well, hey. But a player made a play. player yeah. made a play, man. That's what they do. Uh, more tweets with the hashtag Ask Campy. Remember, you don't have to do these just tonight. You can do it any time anything pops in your head that you want to ask Campy. Fire it away. We keep, them, uh, we keep track of them. And we get to them all. Pittsburgh Marty says, uh, the defense and energy last weekend were the best I've seen all season. What do you do as a head coach to sustain that energy level? And keep in mind, too, we played at Wright State roughly 39 hours after the end of the Northern Kentucky game. Yeah, and, and Marty might not have watched the first five minutes of the game. We didn't have a lot of energy, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. I think if you've been around the game long enough, we came off an emotional win on Friday. Less than 48 hours later, we're playing in another emotional game. They won, and uh, they were 18 down and came back and won. So they, they were at home, rested, and you knew that the first four or five minutes of that game, they were going to come out. And, and Smitty and I talked on the bench. You know, he kept saying, our legs are, and, you know, there's no pressure on the ball. Our legs are gone. And, uh, and, and we just kept saying, we'll be fine. We've just got to get through that, make a few shots, which we were doing and get that game back, and then we'll get that energy back. And we did. And like I said, the last 10 minutes of the game, they got 10 points. I mean, we, we really guarded them. And they're the best offensive team in the league, but far and away they're the best. They can score eight different players. And, uh, you know, and to shut them down in their building to 10 points in the last 10 minutes, it's why, it's it's why, we, won, yeah, it's why yeah. we won the game. You know, it's, it's definitely why we won the game. Uh, part number two to Pittsburgh Marty's question, uh, what kind of things can you tweak for upcoming opponents to kind of keep them guessing? Do you, do you vary the pattern? Because you're more do what I do, and if we do it well, you won't be able to stop it. That's a yeah, line you use. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we had for Northern Kentucky, we had some stuff, and we debated the staff. We debated whether to put it in or not, and we didn't because we play them the last game of the season at home. And that could mean something. And I, we just wanted to have something in our pocket for that game. So there's stuff that we didn't do offensively against their zone that we're going to, that we we believe will work. 
um, when we need a ba quick basket or something like that. So we didn't do that. We're always saving stuff because obviously March is when you've got to be at your best. Tomorrow's practice, we're going to put a couple new sets in just so that Youngstown and, and Robert Morris haven't seen them. So when we need a basket, we've got something that they haven't seen to go to. But we do that every year. Uh, defensively, we put a new slide in, and it almost beat us because we just, we didn't, as the game went on and we got tired, we, we for, you know, mentally, the greatest teaching tool in, in anything in life is repetition, right? You do it over, as somebody said, you don't do it until you get it right. You do it until you can't, can't get, get it wrong, wrong right? right? That's the quote. And that's really in coaching, you, you, that's what you do. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And you find, you find ways to do the same thing in practice but make it look like you're doing something different, you know, so they don't get bored with it. And so when you put something in on Monday that's so fundamental as what we put in, when things got tight, yes, we, 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 there were at least four occasions against Wright State that we forgot to do the new move. And we had two guys do the old move, and that's why you saw them get a couple outright layups late in that game. There were t twice they just, how did that guy get open under the basket like that, right? It's because two guys did the same thing, you know, that a week ago they were, they were supposed to do. And, and, and against Wright State, one of the, the reasons we put the move in is because Wright State could score at the basket, and there aren't a lot of teams in our league that can Right. And so the move was supposed to help us stop that, and instead it actually opened it up. And, you know, we, Jeff and I talked about it in the car on the way home, with just repetition next week. We've got three more days, two more days of repetition. And uh, Robert Morris has a couple bigs that can score, and so does Youngstown. So, it's you know, we've got to really make it work this week in practice. Um, he says, Marty also says, I wish I could be there for the season fry. So, the, so there is that as well. Um, <laughs> Everybody and, got it. Every <laughs> table got a, got a basket of them. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you lost out on that one, uh, Marty. But we do appreciate the, uh, the interaction as always. I had a question, and they have like the, uh, the lead up to the national championship game, uh, football game tonight, TCU in Georgia. And, and Camp, I actually meant to ask you this uh, last week, but just – you know, the, the Michigan-TCU game, I wanted to ask you about coaches getting out of character a little bit, right? And you and I had a little bit of a discussion about that. Michigan, you know, they, the beginning of that football game, they did some things that they hadn't done all year long that kind of led into their success. As a coach, how do you get the temperature of the room when you decide, hey, we're going to go off script, we're going to go off identity, and we're going to do this in this moment? How, how do you determine when that time's right? I don't <laughs> – I don't believe in in. I wasn't in the in as a Michigan fan. I was mad, like ever all Michigan fans were. The difference is I'm not mad at the coach. I'm right. just mad at what happened. Um, you know, everybody else mad at the coach, right? Right. And that's that's our business. That's our. We know that when we sign up for it, that they're, if something goes wrong, it's going to be my fault. It's just like it's going to be Harbaugh's fault. Um, but I think that, you know, it was the perfect storm against them, the, some really poor officiating. Right. Um, which, you know, if you look at us last weekend, we overcame that. You know, we, we got that flop call and we still won. We got that phantom hold call, you know, with a minute to go in the game at, at Wright State. 
and we overcame it and won. And and normally, you over you know that that's what makes you feel good about wins when you can overcome that. So, you know, I mean, they still fumbled the ball in the one yard line. Yes, it was a touchdown, right? Everybody knows it was a touchdown, right. except the people that called it. Um, but they still turned around and fumbled the ball in the one yard line. I'm not sure that's the coach's fault, right? No doubt, um, no doubt. I'm just talking about like the right. philosophy of you know if it's right. a converted it, linebacker and well, and when I stuff. when they didn't kick the field goal on the opening possession, I was flabbergasted by that because they've been criticized all year because that's all, you know, the first half, all they do is kick field goals and then they right. blow everybody out the second half. And so I was kind of in shock when they went for it and, and they ran a trick play. And the funny thing about it with the fans in that is if that trick play had worked, God dang, he's a genius. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Man, is he a genius. I mean, Dan Campbell right now, that play they ran last night, the flea flicker play. He could be the mayor of the town. I mean, yeah. he's a genius. Yeah. If St. Brown would have pitched that ball two feet to the left and it would have hit his hand and Green Bay would have picked it up and run down the field, he would have been the dumbest coach in the history of the game. Right? Yeah. So it, it, players make plays, man. <laughs> players make plays. It's not. But I was shocked that they didn't kick the field goal and they were kind of out of character and I Maybe it's because, and this is what, if I was ever in the coaching room with them, I would ask this question. Is it because Georgia beat the living tar out of them last year and they felt they had to score points to win? And the game ended up 51-46, to 46, so they knew points were at a premium and three wasn't going to do us any good. Um, that would probably be the guess why they right. did it. Um, last one here real quick, Cam, because we're kind of up against it here. Uh, Giovanna Mosheri asks, Says, Camp, uh, I'm having some trouble getting my friends to go to the games. What can I say to them to get them in the stands? How should I sell the game? Uh, my first response would be, you know, not over holiday break. <laughs> you know, not, now, we're, now we're off the holiday break, so that's a good start. But what, what's your answer to the question there, Camp? I would find different friends. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not want to go to the game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, geez. If you've, I mean, the reason, you know, I – I was talking to some fans from Wright State, and before the game, I always talk to the people that sit around on the court, and, and they were saying, you're probably happy that nobody's here. You know, the Bengals were playing, and that's a big Cincinnati fan right. base, right? And usually Wright State, they average more fans than anybody, but they have a really big building. And, and I said to them, I, I said, no, we want the place packed. Because there's so many places in our league that you play that are big, empty places. Right. You come to the arena, and we always get the best from the other team because they're not used to having a thousand students draped around them, calling them names, and you know, and that motivates them to play better. And right. it, I always say that about our place. I love it, but it also hurts us because they don't get that. You know, Detroit comes in here. You know, you've been to Detroit game. Everybody sitting in this room has been at Detroit. And, you know, <laughs> when Oakland's playing there, you know, that, that's a real place. But when Oakland's not playing there, if you watch their games, there's, you know, there's no one there. So their, their players then come to Oakland, and it's it's real big-time basketball. And, and so while I love it, it hurts us. But it's, it's, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. And if you're a student at Oakland and you have any interest in, you know, having a drink and 
having fun and I mean all the things that everybody in this room when you were a college student all the stuff that we did you know it, how do you not want to be there so I would go get new friends uh, all right well hey that's that's the answer to that question uh, the Greg Campy show is brought to you in part by farmer owned Prairie Farms dedicated farmers happy cows real milk drink local with Prairie Farms we come back final segment of the just, show did you just say happy cows yeah wow they got new friends, Camp. The, the yeah. cows got new friends, so they're, wow. so they're happy now, all right? Uh, we'll be back with the final segment of the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Voice of the Golden Grizzlies, happy to have you with us live here at RJ's Pub, wherever you're listening on the Odyssey app, YouTube, Facebook, however you're doing it, we appreciate you tapping in to the Greg Campy Show. So, uh, so Neil, yes. we got a full house here tonight. Yes. Is it because of the free fries? Yes. Really? I thought it was because of two wins. It's because of the free fries? Both things can be true. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's a little line I like to use there. Both things can be true. Uh, <laughs> like the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more info, visit henryford.com backslash athletes. Uh, Camp, I did need to sneak one more Ask Campy uh, question for you. We've got about five minutes left, four minutes left here in the show. Uh, Chris Conway double figures in both games at NKU and Wright State. I asked you in the video, I think it was after the game on Thursday night, has Chris Conway turned a corner? Uh, double figures in three straight games. It's, if, it, if he hasn't, it's trending that way. Yeah, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to anoint that yet. Um, I will tell you, everybody here, what I told him in the locker room after the Wright State game. 
he made he made two critical errors defensively in that game that a couple of those layups that that they got one was on a baseline out of bounds play and and one was just the same mistake that you know the difference for him is I didn't yank him right and I didn't yank him because he's earned the right to stay out there now he's earned the right with his play that it's okay to make a mistake and that's one of the biggest differences in my coaching style or for I mean that's all you've seen for, at Oakland for the last so many years is when I believe in a kid and I think that they're on board and that I, I allow them to make mistakes doesn't mean I don't yell at him or scream at him or but they stay out there and Chris has got to the point now where he can make a mistake and stay out there and that's going to help him um, it's going to help us it's going to help him but at the same token we got to get rid of those same mistakes and it's only going to take time you're never going to you know Trey Townsend is getting the superstar defense game plan against him I mean, it was unbelievable Saturday. Every time he touched the ball, even on the perimeter, they ran people at him. As soon as he dribbled the ball, they ran three people at him. And he's got to get better at passing out of that. He's got to get better at, you know, corralling his dribble, reading it, and finding the open man. And, and you're only going to do that through having it happen, right? Well, Chris is only going to learn how to play the baseline out of bounds by making a mistake. Because we can simulate it in practice, but I'm sorry, I can't put as good players as Wright State has in our practice, right? So it's never going to be the same. I mean, obviously, if if we're playing Defiance College, he could make that mistake, and it's still not going to—they're not going to score. You make that mistake against Wright State, they're going to score. Right. So only through learning, having it happen, and then the coaching having enough confidence in you that you'll have enough confidence in yourself to get better at it. So now he's got a, his next step is to not make the same mistake over again. I think offensively, the players are beginning to believe in that if I throw him the ball, as long as it's above his waist, he's going to catch it. If it's below his waist, I don't think he's there yet where he's going to catch the ball. Jalen's learning that. Everybody's learning that. I said to him in the locker room after the Wright State game, I said, Chris, if you can fix those mistakes defensively and if you keep growing, you can be the best center in this league, the best five-man in this league. And all the players started screaming at him and telling him the same. And when you're a kid like that and you're hearing it not from me, you're hearing it from, uh, from Jalen Moore and from Trey and from, you know, Blake and that, when you're hearing it from them, you should be able to go and get it, you know, in that direction. And that's what we need him to do. We need him to keep going in that direction. There is a correlation between four straight wins and the way he's playing. All right, final minute of the show, Cam. Uh, Robert Morris, Youngstown State this weekend, tied for third with Youngstown State. Both of you guys at four and two. Robert Morris had some big road wins in the Horizon League schedule. Uh, get yourself some new friends and come on out to the arena, right? Youngstown State, in my opinion, has the – between them and Detroit, when Detroit's healthy, the best starting five in the league, Youngstown State does. Robert Morris is one of the big surprise teams. Two players that were with them are having tremendous years. A six-year player, the big, and the guard, uh, Cheek. Cheeks, is that his name, Cheeks? Not Cheeks, yep. Yep. He's playing out of his mind. 
when those guys play good, they can they went to Wright State and won. They can beat anybody in the league. So it's a tough weekend. All right, appreciate everybody coming out to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Well, see you later.